This is a quick disclaimer. Although the wise investor is trying to educate people on personal finance, what we talk about on the show is not actually financial advice for your personal and unique situation. Before trying to do anything with your money, always consult a professional. Hey, this is Anthony. And I'm Sal. And you're listening to the Wise Investor Podcast, where we help Canadians become more financially literate one post at a time. This is what they did not teach you in school. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of What They Did Not Teach You in School. Today we got Sal Longo and Angela, who's going to be talking to us about food and eating healthy today. It's a big thing for us on The Wise Investor. We talk about it a lot, so we decided to bring a professional on in order to shed some light. Before we get started, I just wanted to say that this is the second episode of the season. We're going to be putting this on podcast version, YouTube version. You're going to be seeing clips of it on Instagram, iTunes, and Spotify. We've been getting eventually (laughs) once Spotify lets us on their platform. They advertise to us every single week, yet they don't let us actually get on the platform. Anyway, so Angela, we're going to get to know a little bit about you. Why don't you tell us about yourself? What do you do? Why did you get chosen to come on our show this week? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chosen to talk about nutrition uh, and food. So I am a dietitian nutritionist. I'm also a personal trainer. And I say family food expert because I specialized a lot of my studies in pediatric nutrition, family nutrition. So I do a lot of that How long have you been doing that for? Um, I've been a dietitian for almost five years approaching okay. five years but I've had my private practice or my business for almost three okay and mm-hmm. uh, where'd you go to school I did curiosity I did my undergraduate degree at Ryerson Ryerson and then I did my master's at the University of Guelph okay cool actually mm-hmm. I studied uh, kinesiology at York oh, okay. I did my undergrad in that ask me how I got here wearing a tie today <laughs> I have no clue Investing money. It's funny it's funny how uh, the world works like yeah. that and uh, Sal is a uh, self-taught health yes. <laughs> guru. That's not always a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's actually <laughs> weird. It's actually thing. weird because um, just because you go to school for like science and stuff like that, people think that you're a uh, like they would think that I know something about this kind of stuff. Right. Right. Because I did four or five years of uh, undergrad in it. Yeah. Haven't studied kinesiology in like seven years, so I'm pretty out of the game. And so. you forget. Yeah, and like I think everyone's got their own kind of motivation. So like me mm-hmm. struggling with like food allergies when I was younger and just really feeling the ill effects of not eating good. Yeah. Um, I decided, okay, what can I do? So I just researched whether for better or for worse, like all the health books yes. in like chapters or whatever. <laughs> And uh, that's kind of my thing for you, those of you that don't know. And yeah. just really incorporating healthy lifestyle. And I just saw how much of an impact it made on my life, like mental health, energy, and you know, even work performance and things like that, right? So yeah. we're really excited to invite you and have you on. Yeah, thanks right. for coming. This is yeah, a very big passion of mine. I'd say <laughs> finance is here and like health is a close second. So Yeah, we talk um, about it a lot just because yeah. obviously... It's, uh, it's a weird concept that people in their 20s, they give up their health for yeah. like money. And then when you're like 50, 60 years old, 
you give up your money for health. You know? I know. And it's like if you just had some kind of healthy medium or something like that, you know, where yeah. maybe you delayed making money and made sure that you were healthy along the way, yeah. you wouldn't be in such a bad spot when you're older. Yeah, and I mean, what you do at 20 is going to influence your health at 50. People don't want to hear that, but it's just, it's, the, it's truth. the truth. It's the reality. It's the truth. So let's kind of talk about, you know, we talk about a lot on the show increasing human capital. And like, I don't know if you're familiar with that term, but human capital is like the ability for you to make money in the future. Yeah. Right. And that's based off of like different things, not just like how much money you're making right now, but what your skill set is. Your health, your, your ability to work. Absolutely. Right. So we want to basically increase that as much as possible. So how do you see, like, in your practice and whatnot, how do you see your clients that make a shift maybe from bad dietary habits to good ones? Like, what are kind of the biggest improvements you see or they tell you that, Angela, you know, I, I switched to what you advise yeah. and, like, my life's been better because this, this, and this. Like, Yeah, that's a good question. I would say definitely energy, which you mentioned, is huge. That's probably the first thing people will notice is a, a shift in increased energy because people come to me and they're like, oh, I'm just so tired. I'm so, they're always so tired, right? Yeah. You're overworked, you're stressed. So energy is huge. And I mean... Nutrition is one piece of the puzzle, but I say there's like a holy trilogy of sleep, nutrition, physical activity, and they kind of all go together. So if you sleep, like, can I swear? <laughs> if you sleep like, uh, like shit, essentially, then you're not going to have energy to be active. When you're tired, you crave sugars and like, refined foods, white bread, stuff like that, and it's kind of like this vicious cycle mm -hmm. that's all interconnected. So I like that. So it's basically like, instead of just thinking as diet, you got to incorporate, you know, people don't really think about sleep and how important yeah. that is, right? That's just kind of like, you know, people are shedding light on that topic now. And how many hours of sleep do you I was going to ask. Uh, on average. I get around like eight hours. Okay. On average. How about you? I would say the same, like eight seven, hours? seven to eight. Is I get like six to eight, depending on the day. True. How do you feel though? Like, I find everyone's different, right? I feel really good between like seven to eight and a half. I'm gonna <laughs> say, like, I could do six, but below that, I'm like a miserable person. If I get under seven <laughs> hours, I'm the worst. Like, I'm already miserable in the morning. I put a screen right before bed, like. Hurts too. Like it really. Yeah. I wake up feeling different if I'm on my phone, like right as I'm lying in bed and about to fall asleep. Yeah. I don't know if that's like something that's. Oh, that's very well researched. Like yeah. screen time before bed's terrible. Yeah. So essentially, this that. is probably interesting for our viewers to know. So it's like, what can you do? Basically, they say what don't turn your phone on or play with your phone an hour before bed. Or Usually, like the recommendation is an hour, and it's because of the black light that gets emitted from our phones or tablets sure. that kind of disrupts your sleep cycles. So usually an hour before bed, whether you want to like read, just sit okay. in your bed. I don't know what you oh, want to yeah, meditate. I was like, so what do I do? <laughs> no phone? No phone? No screen? What do you do? Yeah. Take a bath? Do I just like Take bath? a bath. That's yeah. what I started doing. Re I started reading. Yeah. Like I, sometimes, oh, I'm not going to lie, I don't, I don't wait a whole hour before going to bed without a screen. I won't lie about that. But I'll try to read like 10 pages of something. Okay. To kind Sal of and I talk all the time about like the ability to use health 
and uh, your environment to put your body in the right frame of mind either through eating exercising or sleeping in order to boost performance so having some kind of morning ritual or evening ritual mm -hmm. can go a long way totally um do you ever talk to your patients or clients about that kind of stuff what do you call them patients clients 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 yeah. you ever talk to your clients about that kind of stuff yeah for sure about I mean, I'm all about routines, so I believe that there's bad habits and then there's just like healthy routines. So it's about breaking some of the bad habits and replacing them with good routines. So if your bad habit is watching TV for hours before bed, maybe replace it with something that will serve a purpose like meditation or... But it could be anything. It could be stretching. You brought like, up meditation a few times. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like a taboo thing. Oh, you meditate? I started meditating the last few months and it's been a great experience just like feeling more like calm and mm -hmm. content with, with life and just being able to not react, I find, to like thoughts that we have, right? Yeah. So, I don't know, that was kind of my little life hack in the last few months. And, and have you felt any different? I have been able to fall asleep much easier. If, if negative emotions come up, I feel like I can kind of watch them more as opposed to getting torn into them. So like, yeah. usually if you have like thoughts, they're just that, but we forget that they are just your own created thoughts. And meditation helps me to be able to like, see them and not really react as, as much as I used to. Keeps you grounded. What, yeah. kind, what yeah. kind of uh, clients do you see? Like, do you specialize with like a certain amount of people? I know you said children, but yeah, I don't, a I don't type of person that tends to come to you a lot? Mm -hmm. um, I do a lot of work with women in particular and a lot around weight loss and digestive health. That's kind of like my, my area of specialty. So, so what kind of problems do they come to you for? Well, they want to lose weight or get fit or whatever it might be. Or people with like IBS, celiac, food intolerances, food allergies, all that stuff. Bloating is okay. a big one. And uh, we say a lot that uh, have you ever heard of the 80-20 rule or like yes. Pareto's principle, yeah? Yeah. So what would you say, because everyone always looks for uh, the little silver bullet, and I know there's no such thing as a silver bullet to like help people all-encompassing. People yes. always want that get rich or get rich quick scheme or like quick fix, you know? Yeah. But if there was something that someone could do, 20% of, of effort to make the biggest difference, whether mm. it be weight loss or energy or whatever the case is, will you always see yourself recommending to your clients? Oh, that's a really good question. There's a few things that I'm always recommending. I do push a plant-based diet a little bit. I'm not personally vegetarian or vegan, but that's something I notice is just like eating more vegetables and fruit in general. Like people just don't eat enough. When I see mm -hmm. like a a quote-unquote unhealthy diet they're just really lacking in that and we know that fruits and vegetables give us a lot of but for essentials. fruits isn't there because I hear this yeah. a little bit often fruits have like a lot of sugar in them and mm -hmm. sugar is bad so yes. shouldn't someone not necessarily <laughs> eat a lot of fruits no honestly I get that question all the time and um, the, yeah there's a difference with eating an appropriate amount of fruit and a lot like I've seen someone who you know they wanted to get healthy so they started just eating like a bag of apples, which like that is a bag. Like how many like, apples? Is a bag? Like I'm talking eight to ten apples a day, yeah, which so is that's excessive, kind of right? Like there's that's too much, right? Yeah. But to me, in general, this is just a general recommendation. Like if you had three fruits a day, and you're a, an even, even bananas, bananas are okay. Even bananas, I wouldn't say three bananas. I remember, I remember someone told me that I should not eat a full banana. Yes, I hear that a, a lot. I eat full of bananas all the time. I'm not really... I 
It's weird. It's weird how that comes about because bananas aren't even the fruit that has the most, like, the most sugar in it. Like, it cherries, grapes, too, right? so pineapple, yeah. they all have way more than a banana, so it's just interesting. <laughs> I see. Okay, so fruits and vegetables. So yes. I can go towards more plant-based. Yeah. So don't eat, like, for myself, I cut down on meat a lot. And Me I saw my energy spikes, like, through the roof. And, like, I still, what would you recommend for someone that, you know, they know that they should be eating more fruits and vegetables, but they don't want to give up, I don't know, some burger, like, steak? You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, and I'm not <laughs> saying, like, let's all become vegetarian, necessarily, but... Sure. Uh, just incorporating it more. So my typical recommendation is like plan your meals around the vegetable. Like we always think I'm going to have a piece of chicken and whatever, like a side salad or something, but like, why not some days of the week plan it around? That's a good, that's a good hack. I love that tidbit. For those of you that didn't hear that, (laughs) that means plan your meal around your vegetable, not around the meat. And not around the typical the protein, typical yeah. protein. Or carb or whatever. Like a lot of people are always like, I'm having steak tonight or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah like, you never hear, what would you eat for dinner? Oh, asparagus? What? <laughs> 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 and then they throw some asparagus or like <laughs> carrots <laughs> on the side or something. Very yeah. true. As I'm getting closer or past 25 years old, and as I get older, <laughs> um, my body has been less forgiving for yeah. the things that I put inside of it. I remember Mark and I used to just like chug Red Bulls and like <laughs> eat Doritos when we were like in high school, you know? No, and we then we'd go play a hockey game, you know? Like no right. repercussions no whatsoever. Now, if I eat, if I drink a Red Bull or even have a couple Doritos, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, energy yeah. wise, you know? Gosh. And even for red meat too. So like in the last... I don't know, six months or so, Sal's been pushing me to stop eating red meat so often. Uh, we always say Sal and I are like a married couple, but without the sex, without the, without the best part. There you, there you have it, folks. I'm married to my cousin in business. But anyway, he's been trying to get me to stop eating so much red meat, and I have been, and some people that are like my friends and stuff, they're either vegan or like, you know, straight vegetarian or whatever the case is. So I've been eating less red meat and my energy levels have been a lot better and my stomach feels a lot better. I feel less bloated. So, and that is translated to my ability to work, which is what we always talk about, Mm -hmm. especially here on the wise investor is how can you do these types of things that may be uncomfortable for you in order to get ahead in your goals, aspirations, money, you know? So that's been something that's been really big for me too. Yeah. Anything I'm, else that you tell your clients that like is there really any big? foods we should be avoiding? I know you're more like balance. I I am very yeah. a big promoter of balance. Um, and balance doesn't mean you're like eating donuts once a day, right? Like I just want to throw that out there because yeah. people are always like, "What <laughs> is once a month?" So cool. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Like, well, people are always saying like, "What's actually 80-20? Like, am I eating?" something crappy every day or like you know what does that mean right so um i kind of have like a balanced eating program that i use with my clients so it kind of outlines what they should be eating i've kind of created like formulas for each meal and then i allow for like treats twice a week twice a week yeah as a a max more important than every day a cheat that's still yeah that's pretty a tough plan still it is tough But, like, I mean, 
it's just like allowing yourself a treat rather than thinking of like treat over cheat. Like people will so do like I'm gonna do like a whole. I was about to ask that actually. Like a cheat. I hate cheat days. I'm like, like no 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 no. Like why why why? What's because wrong? when people binge, because I, I follow The Rock on Instagram and he has massive cheat days. That guy also works <laughs> twenty hours a day. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Is not that's not that's true. Follow his routine. He's not a person. <laughs> I'm saying like the average person shouldn't be doing a. And then I think it's just like setting up this bad psychology in your brain. Like, oh yeah, I can't wait so for true. my my cheat day. Where it's like, why not just have a treat? Maybe it's more than twice a week. It kind of depends the client I'm working yeah. with, but. You have, like, there are some weeks where I'll have a little piece of chocolate almost every day. Absolutely. But, but if you're, like, if that's the only piece of sweetness I'm having, who cares? You know so what I true. mean? Like, if you're so not, true. it kind of, it's the whole, pi like, the whole picture of your diet. I feel like that, that sort of plan will help people actually stick to it mm -hmm. a lot better. Exactly. You know, if they don't feel like they're in this jail cell staring at cookies. Like, and they can't eat them ever. Yeah. Or maybe just like, all you need just to like satisfy that sweet tooth is like, you know, eat that cannoli. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm sub from, you know, Southern Italian yes. family, so there's always like pastries and stuff. Well, I mean, my background's also Italian, and I grew up like huge foodie family. Like, my, yeah. everyone I know is a good cook. My grandmother <laughs> so was a chef, like, and wow. owned banquet halls. My grandfather had a farm. Like, I grew up with food so i am not of the belief of like restriction i just i don't think it works it might short term one more question about your clients yeah because right? um, <laughs> i'm interested do you ever have like high strung high performing people that come to you and they're like because i just came back from a three-day conference in toronto mm -hmm. okay and one of the biggest things that I saw for myself was i came from a kinesiology background where for for five years if a, a professor saw me using uh, an escalator or an elevator, they'd like get call me out in front <laughs> in the halls and be like, "What are you doing? You should be taking yeah. stairs." And like, in, we used to have big lectures with like five hundred students in them, the introductory lecture lectures. Yeah. And if someone walked in with a pizza, the professor in front of five hundred people would be like, "What are you eating a pizza oh for? God. You're a kinesiology student." Blah 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 blah. Oh blah. So for five years, like my I was conditioned to be like healthy lifestyle. If a if a class went for more than thirty minutes, they'd make everyone stand up. up at the thirty yeah. minute mark and stretch and everything like that. And then and then I graduated mm -hmm. and I went to work at the bank. Yes. And he went I, into finance. I went into finance. <laughs> and it went down. And it's the complete opposite. Yeah, lots of sitting. They promote sitting they say that if you exercise you're not working enough because you really? have time to exercise wow. you should not get up because if you're walking around the office you're wasting time mm. lunches eating steak and wine and whiskey and fried calamari and dessert you know with a coffee and afterwards. let's not mention the uh, heavy reliance on the industry, sorry finance people, of alcohol yep. every yes. single night. So I, just did, so I just did three days of that. <laughs> seven hours in lectures, seven hours in lectures, yes. the food was unhealthy, and you can imagine what we did at nighttime with right. all the guys uh, going to boys club going out and like drinking <laughs> and like eating yeah. horribly, okay? So I just went through that, all right? And now I come back. And Sounds like fun. It was, I guess it was fun, but it was, it wasn't good, you know? Right. And that difference of, like, lifestyle is very bad. And you can see these people have 
high stress levels, all of them have like massive bellies, you know, and yeah. are unhappy and stuff like that. Yes. And translates a lot to their lifestyle. So my question to you, coming back to your clients, is do you ever have any of those like types of people come to you? Oh yeah. And what time. do you recommend? Like how do you handle that? This is a get the free advice. Yes, yeah. I mean, so what can you tell me? Yes, what can you tell me? Is this, is this show about our audience? Or your problem? <laughs> I haven't been sleeping. <laughs> um, it's hard, right? I mean, stress is terrible. I'm going to start there because it sounds like financial. I mean, any job, but it sounds like finance can be a little stressful. Very true. Right? Uh, we do all right. We're, we're, we, <laughs> I do my meditation, you know? I do my meditation and exercise. Right. right? And typical. For the most part, the most, right, yes, though. There's investment right. bankers. And right. It's stressful, and you're yeah. working, like, crazy hours. Yeah. But, I mean, I always try to, as a first step, kind of shift the perspective of that high-strung client into health comes first. Like, what money are you investing if you're dead? Your health is first. If you don't have health, you don't really, what do you have? That's just my so opinion, true. but if your health isn't there. We always say that on the show. We you go, can't make money. You don't want to be the richest guy in the graveyard, right? Right. So no one really cares. So you want to, you want to make sure you have the health so then you can build your wealth and enjoy your life and, and, you know. And I find it funny that they promote sitting. I don't know if they actually promote sitting or you're... Just, you're <laughs> exactly. No, I'm not. They just promote not doing anything yeah. else but sitting in yeah, front of a right. computer yeah. or on your phone. Yeah, yeah. because... involves sitting. Involves sitting, yeah. Because, I mean, I got into fitness regularly in university more. So, like, I, I exercised in high school, but I wouldn't say... A crazy amount or anything but in university I had a prof and it really stuck with me she said um, you know when you're really stressed or you're studying and you, you feel like you don't know anything like go exercise because it just clears your mind like it actually does and then you can come back kind of refreshed and be like I remember doing that with studying I'd be like oh my god I have an exam I'd go and I'd be freaking out then I'd go to the gym and then an hour later I'm like I know all this stuff it just like makes room for things. Yeah. Kind of like gets rid of like all the nonsense going on. So these the people use your mind. You tell them to exercise a little bit more and switch shift the focus and that her, and her money is not everything, money. you know? Yeah, and I mean eating healthy is too. Like usually it's small steps with someone like that. It's not going to be like a radical. Let's transform everything right away. Absolutely. It might be like slowly incorporating exercise, slowly eating breakfast and not skipping all your meals all day. I am constantly called crazy by my peers and family <laughs> for my extremism on my healthy eating. But because I love it and I feel like, you know, the difference of eating, the putting the right things in my body, I just took it to another level. I'm not saying that everyone's going to do that. However, my common challenge by mm -hmm. eating, you know, all these protein, sh well, protein shakes like these maca shakes at like right. this place or juice bar at this place and you know trying to find if I didn't bring my lunch that day trying to find somewhere where I'm spending under 20 to 25 bucks right. is a significant challenge eating healthy is almost correlated with you know losing or you know overextending yourself on on your budget because it's so expensive so yeah, a common a common thing that I hear a lot of people say is that Oh, in order for me to eat healthy, it's so expensive to eat healthy. Yep. What do you say to that? I disagree, and I was quick to say that. I like that. If you make your meals 
at home most of the time, eating healthy is not expensive. If you're buying out 100%, you can go to like a smoothie bar and pay $10 for a smoothie. Like it's just, Absolutely. it's the reality, right? I just did that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'll and I mean, do that for lunch, actually. And I mean, it's healthy, but it, it adds up. Like it's ridiculous how yeah, quickly it can definitely. add up. So what are, you, what are some things that you do or you teach your clients in order to save money and eat healthy at the same time? Yeah, so limit how much you eat out, unfortunately, and that's hard for people who are busy with work and, you know, working well, long hours. Well, we talk about it all the time here, too. You got to have some, you got to start with some kind of a budget and know yeah. that you can't go past that budget. Yeah, so with that, there's like a challenge for viewers or yourselves. You might already do this, but... Um, kind of like collecting your receipts or your visa statement or whatever <laughs> for the month of October and see how much you actually spend on food. Cause I it can, that. it can be ridiculous. Like I'm a fan of matcha lattes. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But From where? Starbucks? St uh, depends. Almost. That's another thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't let, Star don't let them in here. <laughs> That's another thing. My daily Starbucks runs and need to at least yeah, get reduced. Well, yes, I do like the Starbucks, but it could be any like, random coffee shop really sure. but those range from like five to seven bucks where wherever you go now like if i is. got that a few times a week that's ridiculous how much i'm spending yeah. on a latte like it's actually like wow that's really sad i shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I feel don't. terrible right now. But the everyone's yeah, quiet. Everyone's quiet. <laughs> yeah, what, what I'm doing, what I'm doing is calculating that in my head. So three times a week at ten dollars, that's thirty dollars. Yeah. That is one hundred and twenty dollars a month. Am I right on that math, Sal? One hundred and twenty dollars a month. That's a lot. A thousand dollars a year. Yeah. yeah. Multiply that by More ten. More like thirteen hundred. Invest that in a diversified portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> that adds up a lot it over does. a long period of time. Yeah, it it's crazy. So, so I like that. That's a challenge for October. October. I mean, I work at the University of Guelph part-time, so I work on like a food skill slash reducing food waste study, and um, we get families to collect all the receipts for one month, and they always say it's really eye-opening because they're like, oh my gosh. I'm going to do that. I yeah. spend a lot of money on I usually just food. Don't look. Yeah, I use an app. I, I usually just don't look because I'm yeah. scared. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to know. Whenever I do my taxes, I'll go through my visa statements and yeah. whatnot, and I see how much I'm spending on like trivial things that don't add any value in life. And that's something that I'm a very much a proponent on this show, speaking to our audience on value versus price. Mm -hmm. You know, there's certain things that you might be spending a lot of money on. Maybe it's like high-end organic eggs, Yeah. but there's value in that but it's certain things that you're spending a lot of money on and are not adding value. Like how much is that Starbucks latte twice a day? Because a lot of people go twice a day. I know, I can't even imagine. how much is that adding to your life? Yeah. Like how much is that $12 adding to your life? And for some people it might be worth it. Like when I take a sip of that almond mm -hmm. milk latte, I'm in bliss. Okay, good <laughs> for you. For me, I buy it and I realize that's not a good way to spend money. Yes. And maybe have like, you know, us a, a coffee that's two dollars instead of six. And it kind of depends where you're at. Like some people have a certain amount of disposable income that they can True. afford their latte a day, but a lot of people don't, and that's they're the just average Canadian, right? They're just yeah. spending it because that's what you do. And so then, what do you recommend for somebody that wants to save money? Uh, I've heard meal preps on Sundays. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of work. So eating out less, yeah. The meal prep Sunday thing 
I semi-promote. I like to cook and I don't want to spend my entire Sunday cooking. Like, I like to relax. It's kind of my day that I don't do work. So yeah. what are the other options? So, I mean, I think it's good to prep some things in advance. I think meal planning is more about like knowing what your week looks like in advance. So maybe you do this on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and then planning out your meals in the sense that you have the groceries or stuff you need to eat those meals. And now, this is, is this for lunch or lunch and dinner? Both. Both. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Like, what I do usually is I think, okay, what does my week look like? Like, some evenings I'm working with clients. I know I'm not going to be home. So plan for that, right? That doesn't mean you have to eat out. That means you might have to make extra the night before or you might have to make a really quick I know people that do meal. that when they cook dinner or whatever. They'll just cook a little bit extra and that's for their next day or whatever. I always lunch. cook luck. I love leftovers. Not everyone does, but I, I'm a big leftover person. Okay, that's a good option. Any, any other uh, tips yes. for, for how to eat a little bit healthier but also cheaper? Buy the 50% off stuff. So I, 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 <laughs> at the grocery store. That sounds, that sounds like I don't want to buy that stuff. Well, I know, but um, I'm. <laughs> to me, if it's 50% like, off, something's wrong with it. No, there's nothing wrong. So I'm big on. There are sales going yeah. life, right? Yeah. I, I am big on reducing. doesn't know there's sales actually. <laughs> I'm big on re reducing food waste. Like that's part of what I'm really passionate about and um, the best before date is just that it's a best before it's not like it's best before it's just the company is assuring um, the best quality before that date does not mean that all of a sudden a day or two later that product My mind's blown is trapped. I've literally yeah. eaten a bag salad almost a week later. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> is, there any, is there any caveats in this? Like, and it's like, like, do you smell like how yes, do you, yes, like, you for a guy like, you like a guy good? like me or Alfio, like, are we going to know if that yogurt's a little bit? Sorry, I, mean, I brought you in my world. No, we're getting grocery stores, so I'm like an expert. There you go. No, but you, 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 have, you have to assess the quality of a product even if it's before the like it could go bad before the best before True. date really and you, it does you a lot. yeah you have, you have a bite or something and you're like that's a lot disgusting of the time, when i was at the grocery store i saw just a couple days before it was on sale because the best before date was, was like four or five days yeah it was approaching nearer than the other product or whatever and literally they just throw out that food and i mean if you're gonna eat it that night or the next day or sometimes i think about freezing like i am all about 50 percent fish because fish is expensive and it's like oh it's 50% off because it's best before tomorrow like when you're shopping and then you just throw it in the freezer anyway so like what does it matter it's so true what does it, that do it preserves its shelf and has a lot to learn in the kitchen he's asking for the viewers not for himself yeah, sorry, for, yeah, no, no. For, for the viewers not me for the viewers out there what is a friend what is yeah, for a friend I know I know one of my it's friends is going to ask this bacteria what happens when you freeze food well it becomes kind I don't want to say shelf shelf stable stable but it stops yeah the bacteria from growing so it will preserve its life for up to 6 months I tell you, Sal brought Angela for today's show just to teach me. <laughs> I need more production. Out so of my I, yeah, partner. like you can save a lot of money. Sometimes I'll buy the big things of spinach that are like fifty percent off, and it's like organic spinach that would be six dollars is now three, mm -hmm. and 
so what? It's a little wilted. I'm just going to saute it. And, like, it's just going to wilt when I cook it. Hmm. That's just my hmm. mentality. But One more question for you about dieting. And it's something that I've heard a lot about. You know, uh, if you weigh, let's just say, 180 pounds, you lose 15 pounds, the chances of you gaining that weight back in, you know, three within the year is very high. And there's different reasons for that. Psychology. Some people say that your, uh, your weight has a your body has like a, a, a target point. yeah target weight what's your experience on this because i know you did your master's what did you do your master's in nutrition nutrition so maybe you studied this um yeah i mean so i do believe in the the set point theory to an extent so there is a a weight that your body's going to feel most comfortable at and it's going to try to stay in and around that way. I know that for sure. <laughs> um, that doesn't mean you can't gain or lose weight. It just means you have to be, in my opinion, very extreme and consistent with what you're doing to maintain either that lower weight or that higher weight. Well, that sucks. It does suck. Well, most people's set point isn't like where they're at pounds? necessarily. Yeah. yeah, it's not always where they're at, right? Sure. But... I always ask people to like think back even to when they were a child, like were you scrawny, were you a little thicker? Like think back to that yeah, as well because everyone has a little bit of a, a different body type. Um, so again, it's not that you can't move past that set point, it's just it's going to take more work and more consistency. And I say consistency meaning like there's got to be those routines in place that you stick to the majority of the time to stay at that weight. Because that's what a lot of people do. They have these fad diets where they'll go really extreme for mm -hmm. a certain period of time, but it's not sustainable. Yeah. Um, so like I'm thinking of one of my recent clients. Um, she had three kids, so she felt like she was carrying some extra weight. And um, I did kind of like my balanced approach, which she liked. And she has lost like just over 20 pounds, seven inches, and she's keeping it off. So I, I think if you do it properly, you can keep it off. If someone wanted to learn about this mm -hmm. and more about these types of things, where can they go and learn more? They can contact me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it can is. You look, can you look <laughs> question, how does someone get in touch? Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if, you could, if you could look into that camera right there and just put your hand out. <laughs> I'll look into that one. Listen, that, and Alfield's going to put the Instagram bile right there. There we go. How to, get in, how to get in touch. Yeah. Does that work? Now it's you holding your hand. Okay, try that again. <laughs> there you go. Alfield's going to make that there appear there. That's very good. Yes. So where can people get in touch with you? Um, so either my Instagram, eatright underscore RD, or my website, eatrightfeelright.ca. Um, yeah. Instagram. Cool. Yes. Um, last thing, I ask every guest that comes on the show mm -hmm. the same question. And uh, Sal and I, we're in an industry that we know a lot of stuff that we think is every day, mm -hmm. but the typical person doesn't know this kind of thing, right? So you being in the nutrition, health and fitness field, helping clients on a day-to-day -day basis, um, what is it that you know, that one thing that you know that you wish everybody else would know? Oh. That's really good. Talk about putting her on the spot. Um, <laughs> one thing that I know. Hmm. I guess I wish that everyone knew that you could, that healthy living could be easy. How so? That's like my ultimate goal when working with people is that when you develop routines that you like, that you enjoy, 
uh, it's easy, and then you're just living healthy. It's not it's not a chore. So that yeah. is fire. I'm fired up even more. Where's my $30 smoothie? <laughs> Angela, it was a pleasure to yes, have you thanks on. Thanks for coming on. Me. Really yeah. do appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Ange. That was awesome. That was actually really good. That was Thank amazing. You. You're natural. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Wise Investor. Until next time. This is what they did not teach you in school. We hope to see you soon.